Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I know there's a lot of college football pride down here in this area. I know there's a lot of pride about the Miami Hurricanes, but I think it is time to reassess what makes a good Canes football season because the game has just passed the program by. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Miami Hurricanes football is dead, as a former prominent player puts it, but its best days are probably behind it, and perhaps the prospects of ever competing for a national championship are indeed dead. Ken Levick alive, featuring Coquel. It is a Tuesday in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillip Point Towers, right off of the rainy and uh, frustratingly congested traffic intracoastal. We are on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, hey, Google Play, ESPN 106.3. Uh, Coquel, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I think now we need to have a serious discussion and we need to expand on it. What exactly is Miami Hurricanes football, and how do we get the Canes fan base to a point where they're not furious every single season that the Canes underperform. And why are the Canes underperforming? Because there's a section of the Miami Hurricanes fan base that still believes that they should be competing for national championships. And when you go through... The amount of time, one decade for me is probably an indication that there are problems. Two decades is when you finally have to realize, hey, we're not what we once were. And it's starting, I think, to be driven home to the Miami Hurricanes fan base in all of college football because this is a discussion for all of college football, whether you're a Florida State fan that hates Miami, and right now you have no room to talk whether you're a Florida fan that can't stand Miami, whether you're a college football fan that loves the brand and remembers the swagger of the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s, this is a legitimate discussion because Miami is always going to be relevant. Miami Hurricanes football is always going to be relevant because of the brand, because of the history. But you can have the history and be relevant while also trying to keep yourself from living in the past. And that's what Miami has become as a fan base and as a program. You live in the past, and that tends to cloud what your reality actually is. Leon Searcy, Miami Hurricanes Hall of Famer, he was on 1010XL in Jacksonville yesterday. And this is what he had to say about the current state of the Miami program coming off of that loss on Saturday to Michigan State, the latest in what's an increasing crisis mode for Manny Diaz. Here's Leon Searcy. Big Searce. 
just popped off a second ago. Uh, and the Miami Hall of Famer said uh, Hurricane football is uh, what? Yeah, D-E-A-D. No toughness, no grit, no get after it, no physicalness. No, it, uh, on both sides of the ball, offensively and de- defensively. And if I see another freaking turnover chain or pulling out the rings when you're down by freaking 20 points, I'm going to light the damn suitcase on fire. Leon Searcy's not the only former great Kane, I don't think, to hold those thoughts. Miami Hurricanes aren't dead. They're going to live forever because, again, the brand. Because they were the coolest thing going in a sport for a long period of time. That resonates, at least through the next 30, 40 years. But I think it's time to start coming to the realization that the days of Miami competing for national championships, they're done. Modern-day college football does not make it a conducive environment for a small private school in Coral Gables, Florida, to compete for a national championship. A private school that does not have an on-campus stadium. A private school that, if you talk to anybody around the program, has decided that athletics is not nearly as important as it once was. Especially the football program. And so it's nice to have it, and it's a revenue generator, and it's a way to get kids into a position where they can realize an NFL dream. That still happens. They're still recruiting the talent in this recruiting rich area that gets them to the NFL. But competing, paying the amount of money you need to pay for the right coach, the facilities, the resources, it's just not happening. They're not going to compete for a national championship. So it's time to start reconfiguring what you deem successful for Miami. For me... If Miami becomes a team that once or twice a decade wins the Coastal and gets to an ACC championship game, maybe wins a massive game on the road, beats a top 25 team once every two or three seasons, that becomes successful for you. Honestly, Miami football, if they become Virginia or UCLA, That should be the new standard for the Canes. And it's going to make a lot of your lives, for those of you who are Hurricanes fans, a lot easier and a lot less stressful and a lot less furious. Because, Coquel, every season we're seeing the same thing. Bad loss at home. Bad loss on the road in the ACC. Can't beat Virginia Tech. Can't beat Wake Forest. Finishes with three loss in ACC play. And it's anger. And it's this coach sucks. These guys aren't good enough. When are we going to get back to our former glory? And it's been the same cycle, the same discussion for 15 years. We've got to stop this discussion and finally face reality. For me, the new success should be once or twice a decade get to an ACC title game. What should the new standard of success be for Miami? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. What should the new standard of success be for Miami? Because a national championship, it ain't it. And the longer you keep telling yourself it's a national championship, the more miserable you're going to make yourself. 
It's time to stop living in the past and live in reality. Manalik's in Port St. Lucie. Manalik, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Manalik? Hey, what's up, Ken? Um, sorry to change your topic for a you're minute here, but um, um, like last year, I predicted on Jack Cohen, the home team, that Tom Brady was going to win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to make it on your show. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win the, the Super Bowl if Lamar is not hurt. All right. You heard the first year on ESPN. All right. Metalik, our NFL oracle, appreciate the prediction. He called it last year. Tom Brady, he went on a limb and said Tom Brady was going to win a Super Bowl. He did it. So Metalik is going all in that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm all for Lamar winning a title. Let's just get that out there. I've been saying it for a long time. Once he wins one, they'll say, why can't you win two? But still. I am all for it, but I'm also all for callers just doing their own show around your show. I, you know, I, kinda, call, I do call like in with that. Any, any topic you want. You just call in and, and interrupt You know Ken. what? I'm going to keep talking about the Canes, and if you want to call in and present any topic you want to talk about, Not let's just do it that way. Just, just give us your statement. Yeah. Uh, we'll just we'll just let you guys do your own thing. It'll be a potpourri Tuesday. I'm going to still talk about the Canes. Yeah. Because that's what I want to talk about. And my name's on that's the show. That's your show. And I, I've got the show. Metal League's doing his show. You're doing your show. Feel free to call 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can do your own show while I do my show. Okay? I'll put you through. You can do your own show while I do my show. If you want to react to what I'm talking about, great. If you want to do your own show, just do it. 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. So, the, the Hurricanes, they, they don't have the resources now to go get Elaine Kiffin. I've seen that suggested on social media by Canes fans. Oh, we can go get Lane. We want that guy. Uh, not quite. Okay. He's not leaving Ole Miss. Ole Miss can absolutely, Ole Miss can absolutely pay Lane way more than what Miami can. You think that you're going to go entice some of the biggest coaches in the sport to come to UM? Why? Why? Mario Cristobal, that's another one that's going to come up. And Coquel, I think that Miami already had their chance. And Mario Cristobal, I think there's the potential for a burn bridge there. And so, again, you're not going to do better than what you currently have. Miami is not a destination job any longer because there's no longer the allure of TV. Every school's on TV now. Every conference has a TV deal now. There's no longer the... We compete for national championships. You haven't competed for a national championship since 2001. Also, the world has gotten a lot smaller. So in recruiting, Nick Saban can show up at your school and then be back in Alabama in a day. He, Nick yeah. Saban can then, while on the helicopter ride, FaceTime and Zoom, which everyone is so used to, with someone on the West Coast mm-hmm. while he's in Miami stealing the players there's, out of this area. There's no more state of Miami. That doesn't exist anymore. You're right, Coquel. Everyone's too mobile for that to be the case. And every other school comes down here and picks this area apart in recruiting. Palm Beach, Broward, Miami. Treasure Coast. Treasure Coast. 772-561-954-305. They all get picked apart by every other school in the country. There is no longer an electric fence around this area. 
Miami? Is it a recruiting advantage because of where it is? Resources-wise, and that's what matters. Resources-wise, that's where they fall short, and that's why they're just not going to hang any longer. And that's okay. That's okay. But we need to lower the expectations. I'm fine with the Miami Hurricanes beating a couple of top 25 teams every couple of seasons, winning a big road game. And I'm going to have to look. I did not do this. It's been forever since Miami won a big, legitimate road game. We have to actually find. It might have been. It might be a decade at this point. Um And you get to the ACC title game once or twice a decade. Stop thinking national championship. It's not realistic anymore. What's the new expectation for Miami? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Port St. Lucie. It's the Tony Show on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Tony? Oh, not much. I'm a diehard Hurricane fan. Uh, My cousin Devin played for them. And, you know, everything was good then. But I think Miami, uh, their destination is, is, is with the culture that they changed after uh, Larry Coker mm-hmm. was fired and, 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 and all of these uh, probation things. They changed the culture. Miami used to let players go out there and play, play. the rules they played, and they were great. Yeah. Now, I go back and I'll tell you this, and if you can remember this, when Brad Kyer first came in his very first year mm-hmm. under Al Golden, mm-hmm. Brad Kyer just threw that ball and they played football. And then the, the next pull Brad Kyer in and try to make him a pocket passer. That's not Brad Kyer. He, he, he did great in high school. They are passing up on quarterbacks. They passed up on Teddy Bridgewater. They passed up on Lamar Jackson. And look at those guys. They're in the NFL, quarterbacks in the NFL. We hadn't had a quarterback, what, Ken Doisy, and then he went into, what, sixth round? But that's because of the culture with the coaches. If Miami is going to try to compete for a national championship, they need to go and get more experienced coaches. It's not about the players. The players got the talent. The coaches just don't have the coaching uh, uh, experience. So if we get that fixed, they may be able to go again for a national championship. So, you know, maybe bring Jimmy Johnson out of retirement. I don't know. I don't I think care, Jimmy's but people like that. I think Jimmy <laughs> likes his his uh, his cushy TV gig and the restaurant in, uh, in Key Largo. And I, his boat. And his boat, exactly. Appreciate the call, Tony. I mean, Coquel, I, I kind of defer to you on coaching things. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, Al Golden was not a success. Randy Shannon was not a success. Uh, Manny Diaz is increasingly unsuccessful. Is there just a coaching issue at Miami? Because it also seems like, yeah, you can go get the four- and five-star skill position players, but what does that mean if you're not filling the right holes? I think what Tony was more saying with the coaching also is they seem to be hiring guys. I guess Rick doesn't really fall into it, but like a Manny is in his first job. He needs this job. He wants this job. They almost need someone who doesn't care anymore, like an Urban Meyer who can leave after at any point. I'm not saying Urban to, to Miami, but just someone where the job is just another job to him where – I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what administration says. Let me get back to the players doing whatever they want. We can mm-hmm. get a little reckless. We can bend the rules. Because if I get fired, it really doesn't mean anything to me anyway. You're going to pay my buyout, then I'm gone. Yeah. Where there's a little bit more of a looseness because they do seem to want to rein the players in and not be the Miami of old. But I hate to tell you, the only thing you have is the, is Miami, the Miami of, of old. old. That's what you keep going back to. Because they, well, they don't have the campus. They don't have the stadium. Yes, the Hard Rock Stadium's nice, but it's not a college stadium. No. It's not connected to and the they, campus. And they tried their best to, like, own it. And that's fine, but and that it, only goes so far. And, again, it's the you don't have the kids living. Like, you go, you watch these games on game day, 
the campus, the dorm rooms mm-hmm. flood out to game day. You don't have that environment here. You don't have the normal college life. Yes, you can have, say you have South Beach and you have Miami and you have this and that, but kids also want to go to college and live in a college town, not an adult town like Miami. So I think that hurts them as well. And when your only thing you're hanging on to is championship swagger and you're not a championship team anymore, you're just going to be angry because well, you can't have your you swagger and then be a mid middle of the road well, team. You also can't have that you swagger and be overly concerned about optics. Yes, and and I you know did Miami need to improve the optics in their mind? Yeah, and it was probably a good decision from a university standpoint. Was it good for the football program? Probably not. I wish Manny would go back to being defensive coordinator, Manny, as the head coach because he's more buttoned up. He he acts a little bit different as the head coach, and I think that's affecting the program. You know, you got to your dream job. Just go out and do it your way before it's too late. Uh, and I guess I'm curious, too, and I want to get to uh, to Terrence. And by the way, uh, just like Menelik did right at the onset of the show, uh, feel free. Uh, I'm going to still talk Canes, but you can do your own show. He he wanted to call talk about the Ravens winning the Super Bowl while I was talking about the Canes. That's good. And, That's his, good. Pred- and his prediction on Jack Cohen and the home team. <laughs> And Jack Cohen. And the, uh, so apparently the host of the home team is also the Notre Dame quarterback right now. Jack Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Good yeah. job. A, a, a very, very dual purpose. Well yeah. done. Um, so uh, mentally put it all on the table. So I am opening this up because I'm a man of the people. You can do your own show. I'm going to talk to Canes. I'll do my show. You do your show. What is the new, what should the new expectation for Miami be? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West. Paul, let's go to Riviera Beach. Let's talk to Terrence. What's up, Terrence? Hey, how's it going, man? I love your show. I love Appreciate your show. It. Appreciate First of all, as a, as a true Hurricane fan, we need to apologize to Mark Rick very carefully mm-hmm. because we allowed Manny Diaz to be a distraction with his entitlement. Explain. Mark Rick won. He won four games his first year mm-hmm. at the last minute drives that he overachieved with all those freshmen he played. Mm-hmm. He brought the turnover chain out. Yes, it was a good momentum. We should allow him to finish his group to do four years and see senior class. A lot of these kids that Manny Diaz has, Mark Rick recruited. Mm-hmm. He should have had the opportunity to graduate and grow those kids. And he, unfortunately, he overachieved that first year. The second season. He lost four games at the last minute. Now, we have to go ahead and get rid of Manny Diaz. Don't even let him coach anything. They got this guy next door by the name of Butch Davis that we need to bring back from SIU and bring that swag back. Butch put us back on the map when we had a hard time. Let's go get Butch Davis. All right, Terrence, He's right next door. Terrence, let me unpack a couple of things here. Uh, Mark Richt, okay. I, I, it's beginning to seem like he probably left coaching because he was starting to feel the early effects of the Parkinson's disease. If I were to guess, that probably, because he was talking about how he felt fatigued and felt tired, I don't think that was an institutional decision. I feel like that okay. was more of a he was starting to deteriorate situation. And okay. so, Terrence, okay. you know, you know very well, I'm an FAU guy. I'm a Florida Atlantic guy through and through. You know this. So, uh, your Butch Davis point, you're not the only Canes fan to feel this way, okay? But I do know that Florida Atlantic, over the last five years, has beaten Butch Davis like a drum over and over and over and over again. I would would be careful what you wish for with Butch, and again, living in the past like you did with Butch right there, because Butch is not what he used to be. Butch Davis is clearly well, not what he used well, to be. To Butch's Butch credit, he lost, he lost to Lane Kiffin. Let's be clear here. He lost Big. to Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I guarantee they play again tomorrow. FIU beats uh, FAU. Uh, 
Uh, when, well, when do they play this year? And SIU has more more bowl games than University of Miami, and that's what we need to get this get back to bowl competitiveness. If we can get back to bowl competitiveness, I think that would be a start of just sure. winning the Coastal Division sure. and getting to the ACC title game. And that's that's the that's the new you. We got plenty of talent. We got guys like Amari Carter that should have been playing linebacker since the day he walked on campus, not free safety. He's a jaw-jacking, knockout hitter, and we need to put players where they need to play it. Yeah. Manny Diaz has this entitlement and is filtering all the way through his, his players. Yeah, and I, we need players to understand that, hey, when you come to the rest of Miami, you don't get a job because who you know and who you're related to. Let's get a coach in there that's not afraid like the Mac Browns. Or, see what Mac Brown did at the University of North Carolina? He's making them and sending first-round draft picks to the NFL and doing a wonderful job turning that program He out. is doing a we very good job. We need coaches like Matt Brown, Terry Bowden, if we can get Terry Bowden back out of the thing, because he hasn't really done nothing since he Oh, sorry, I uh, I think I may have. Uh, sorry about that, Terrence. Appreciate the call. Uh, Terry Bowden's at Louisiana Monroe. I think that Miami Hurricanes fans would uh, completely revolt. They need Lou Holtz. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, Butch Davis, by the way. Um, last year he faced Willie Taggart in FAU, so it wasn't just Lane. And Willie beat the brakes off him, too. <laughs> okay? So, I know that we like to make Willie a punchline, and Willie's my guy, and I will go to battle for Willie at any point, ever. Um, I still think Willie's a very good coach, but Canes fans want to make him a punchline. Um, Willie, Willie beat the all-living hell out of Butch last year, too. And he's going to do it again next weekend uh, in the Shula Bowl. Okay? Like, that's just the reality. I know to bring that up. I love the call by Terrence. A very informed call. I love informed phone calls. But the, the guy they need to bring back, you want to be true Canes? Not bring back. You know who they should get? Who? Art Bryles. <laughs> just don't care. Just be Canes. You want to not care? Bring it on. If Art you Bryles. want to go back to the days of swagger and not caring about what the authorities think, the, the coaching out in high school oh. and wherever he's coaching, uh-huh. bringing Kendall Bryles with him, Coach Kendall, get them all here. Let's go. Bring that back. That would be Kane's country, baby. Well, since we're, we're focused on the head coaches, it's a legitimate discussion. Is Miami even a destination job anymore? Yeah, the location's great. Fine. But in the pantheon of college football, where you know you're going to go and you're going to compete and you're going to be able to do something, is it a destination job? Like is, is, and I know that, that Willie left Oregon for Florida State. I know Kane's fans are saying, see, we can get Mario Cristobal to come to Miami. Is at this point now, is that even something Mario Cristobal would be interested in? He has a better chance of competing for a national championship at Oregon than he does Miami. Yeah, but it, it comes back to coming home. Like, that's the only reason. They had their chance. But I'm saying, if Mario Cristobal wasn't him where he played and he was just some other coach who played somewhere else and was from somewhere else, then he's not going to leave there. Like, to he's Miami. the prize, though, right? Like, Canes fans should be pining for Mario they Cristobal. They need someone who wants to come home. It's the only. It's not. Which proves your point. It's not a destination unless you have that prior connection. You have, the, you have a connection. You have roots in this place. And he may say, well, I have all this Nike money in Oregon. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to come home. But what's then my legacy going to be? Because I don't have that kind of money. I don't have those facilities. I don't have those yeah. kind of resources. Like It's cool. The Adidas stuff, the branding, the logo, the tradition, that's cool. All that stuff with Miami is cool. Miami is endlessly cool and will forever be the coolest college football program, in my opinion. Not even a question, but can you win? And the answer is... If you hire our prize. <laughs> the answer is occasionally. Occasionally. And I love Terrence. And Terrence, I appreciate you calling. I'm telling you, and just take my word for it, okay? One, one Kane supporter to a hardcore Canes fan. 
Butch Davis is unequivocally not your answer. Okay? Just just not. And come to the Shula Bowl and see Willie Taggart prove to you why Butch Davis is not your answer. October 2nd at FAU Stadium, 866-FAU-ALS for tickets. How long Ticket Tuesday starts next week? <laughs> Exciting right. stuff on Kevin uh-huh. Vickers. That's right. Um, how long till we're going to switch teams? Knowles fans start calling for Coach Prime to be the head coach of Florida State. You know that's coming. <laughs> you know that it that's coming. It happened before Norvell, Norvell was hired. They wanted Deion Sanders. Really? Yes. Like rational people? Not rational people. There wasn't a huge or like swelling of support. Twitter people. Twitter people. Oh, yeah. But I think it's but it was there. It existed. It was in the, ether, in the I, ethos. Of now it. that he's doing commercials with Saban. Ether, ether, huh? The ether, right? Ether, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Ethos. The ethernet that? cord. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Now that he's doing commercials with Saban, dopes like me and you are like, oh, he's on the same level as Saban. Him, Saban, and the Duck. One of them should coach the Knowles. <laughs> now, Coach Duck would be legit. Uh, cool. Isn't that their coach now? <laughs> oh, man. I, I just... I, 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 I hate seeing Canes fans so frustrated and so angry every year because it's the same cycle every year. You're going to be angry because the only thing you're hanging on your hat on is championship swagger, and it's hard to have that be your, your legacy, but also knowing that you can never reach it. Yeah. They, until they get top quarterback recruits, they'll never reach it, and that's what it's going to take. And I don't know when they're going to get top quarterback Good point. Recruits. They could have had Lamar. Easily could have had Lamar. Lamar didn't even take a damn visit to Louisville and committed to Louisville. I'll go with Jamie and Sherwood, who he'll tell you he loved Auburn through and through. He wanted to go to Miami. He's playing starting linebacker for the Jets right now. Uh, Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, did a great job today in the Miami Herald of talking about the 2017-2018 recruiting classes and what they've done. Yikes. For all of those four and five stars, it has been mediocre at best. Maybe it is an identifying talent thing. It very well could be. And once you get them there, even with their shortcomings, they're unable to maximize them. They also seem to only go after guys, and I know this from being inside the recruiting process, guys who were Canes guys from day one. And if you waver a little bit, they won't go there. But guess what? The top prospects who have top opportunities, they're going to waver. They're going to look at other places. They'll drop you at Miami if you start looking at other places. I just, you look at the last decade with Miami, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to a break here. And you can still weigh in. What we is do breaks. The, uh, what, is, what, is, what should be the, the new expectation for Miami? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And again, I'm on board with finally picking up a big road win at some point. Uh, once or twice every decade going to an ACC title game and beating a couple of top 25 teams every couple of seasons. I'm good with that, and that's what the new expectation should be because this is unsustainable. The amount of vitriol that's pointed towards the program because there's too much living in the past and not enough recognition of reality, it's starting to become a little bit crazy. It's starting to become a little bit uncomfortable. But think about it. You've tried the former all-time great player in Randy Shannon. Didn't work. You tried the disciplinarian with the tie in Al Golden. Didn't work. You went and got the hot shot coach who was competing for SEC titles at Georgia and Mark Richt. That was good. You got unlucky. He started to get sick. And again, I'm assuming, but I think you can connect the dots on that. He departed. But there was even there was even some some angst starting there, too, because they didn't have a great follow-up in year three to Rick's year two. And then you keep the heralded defensive coordinator, the young guy, the young Cuban guy who brings out the turnover chain. He's going to bring back the swagger. And look how that's turned out. And then you also go and get 
the best quarterback transfer on the market. You also get the hottest offensive coordinator name on the market from SMU to run this new age spread offense. How has all of that worked out? You're running out of different ways to try and get back to winning. Besides Art Bryles, the other solution could be stick with Manny and let him learn. Like, there's not enough of that in the coaching world at all. Like, let coaches let fail see it through. and then learn, and then they'll be better on the other side of it. Make it a 10-year plan and go through. I know people don't have patience for that, but how else is someone going to become a good head coach if you haven't done it before? Mm-hmm. Let him learn, let him recover, and let's see what happens. It's another thing. The lack of patience at Miami is um, unrealistic. Become that program where he's the guy everyone knows about, and maybe he can be the lovable guy in 20 years, and everybody loves Manny Diaz because he is the Miami Hurricanes. That has to happen at some point in some of these schools. This quick three-year turnarounds, you're never going to well, sustain anything. Once the pressure starts coming, that's when coaches say weird things like Manny Diaz did on Saturday where he's like, oh, uh, my pitch to recruits, come be the solution. Bro, you're too far into this to be saying, hey, come in and be the solution. You should have already found some of those solutions. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they put people in the sports industry. Jared Romance, he is an alum of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He has been named to the staff at the ACC. He was previously with the University of Miami, and the Orange Bowl. And now Jared Romance, who got his MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, is employed at the ACC. Uh, Annette Medalli, uh, she works at Wake Forest. She has her MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. Dustin Gray, he's at Pitt. Dakota Wilson, Duke. I'm telling you, the ACC in and of itself is populated with a bunch of ultra-successful FAU MBA sport management program recipients because they teach you at FAU in that MBA sport management program what it takes to get into the sports industry. So don't take it just from me. Those names I mentioned, they're the proof. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. Sign up for spring semester classes now on campus or remote. But this is how you get into the sports industry. It doesn't matter the age, and it doesn't matter uh, where you're at. If you have another career, you can do this. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Real quick, let's go to Boca. Jordan is in Boca. Jordan, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Ken. How are we doing today? Good, man. Yeah, man, I'm totally with you, man. I think uh, Kane fans got to wake up and smell the roses. I mean, you got to look at schools like FAU, UCF, FIU. I mean, these schools are investing tens of millions of dollars into athletic villages, into the mm-hmm. complexes, into just, you know, improvements in their facilities. I mean, what's Miami doing? Yeah. And, like, you know, you got schools like FAU. I mean, in the near future, I mean, like, like they could easily overtake Miami. And you got schools like UCF that already, already might have. have. They I mean, have. They definitely have. And that's a great point because – at FAU, and I can speak to it the best with FAU, but that football stadium on campus spawned the the new dorms and the new condos on campus and everything with the campus from there sort of came and was planned around the stadium, making that the centerpiece. That's where the emphasis came. You're exactly right with UCF, centralized location, everything built around that, and now UCF is off to the Big 12. Miami what what where where is that and that's fine because they have sent their resources in different directions with the university but from a football standpoint that's where you have to temper what you actually expect from them 
Yep. I appreciate the call, Jordan. All right. I thought there was going to be more coming from that. But uh, you want to fill in the blank there from Jordan? Great point, Ken. Cool. You're so smart. Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, that was excellent. Oh, that was really well done. Jordan, thank you. <laughs> uh, appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return, yeah, Lamar Jackson, he's... Uh, He's pretty legit in case you had any questions about that. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick live on ESPN 106.3. Lamar Jackson is pretty good. He is pretty, pretty good. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on a Tuesday. I want to get to Lamar in just a moment because the amount of overreaction, the up. Uh, Lamar is not the guy. Just not, just not the guy after the loss in week one of the Raiders. That was silly because what he did against the Chiefs, he just balled out. By the way, we're going to have our sports agent and sports law insider, uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys, in just a couple of minutes. But uh, it, one thing struck me more than anything, and I'm sure this is not a surprise, but on Sunday night, when you get down to crunch time and you have a fourth and two and a first down puts the game away, not converting on fourth down if you decide to go for it gives the Chiefs a chance to win the game. And you have a head coach that has so much trust in the quarterback that so many think is unconventional. And it's not a sustainable style to win football games or be a winner in the NFL, even though he's already won an MVP, even though he won a playoff game last year on the road. A head coach puts his trust in his quarterback like that where John Harbaugh walks out onto the field and yells, Lamar, Lamar, you want to go for this on fourth and two with all that's at stake? And Lamar says, yeah, let's go for it. And then this is the result. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Got extra offensive linemen in there. She said to make sure they don't jump. And Jackson will get the first down and in effect end the game. Go on with it, John Harbaugh. The guts of a sailor, he made the toughest call a head coach has to make, and look at him. That is the Baltimore Ravens radio network. That is Lamar Jackson just getting the job done. And Coquel, we're very large advocates of Lamar Jackson on this show. Pretty sure he's a restraining order against me. (laughs) But he makes those plays, that jump pass that he made, where he heaved it 20 yards in the air to Hollywood Brown. The way he's able to get to the edge. Everybody knows what's coming on that go-ahead touchdown, and he's still able to execute. What is it, if you still don't think Lamar's the real deal, what is it about him that makes you think that? I'm genuinely curious. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is your, your critique of Lamar Jackson? 
What is what you think holds him back? And I know, Coquel, you have some thoughts on why you think people don't necessarily buy into Lamar Jackson. Because he's black. I, I, think. I mean, that's what it is. That's why he, it's a gimmick. It can never just be that he's that great. Everybody just assumes because he's a black he's quarterback, different. he's going to get figured out. Because he doesn't do things the way everybody else in white America has grown up. He doesn't sound like white America growing up. He's a South Florida kid who sounds differently. He's a kid who just wants to have fun with his teammates, which if that was Baker Mayfield who did these things, he would be the darling of the league. Baker Mayfield is the darling of the league half the time, and he doesn't do half of what Lamar does. Quarterback's not supposed to be a flashy position based on what we think the position should be. Let's go through. Go through real quick, Ken, and you can fill for a second while I look it up, but Lamar Jackson's passing stats. Assign those passing stats to any other quarterback, and let's see if you think that they wouldn't be able to throw. We're talking perennial pro bowler. We're talking about a guy who is being referred to as a, uh, a, a Hall of Famer in coming years at the present pace because we love to use that term. But his passing numbers are good. His passing numbers are legit. He's not one-dimensional. If you had a quarterback who his first full year as a starter threw for 3,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, and only six interceptions— would you at 113 quarterback rating? Would you question his passing ability? No, not at all. Not what, even a question. What about the slip off in year two when he only threw for 2,700 yards, but still had 26 touchdowns and only nine interceptions? I'd call him the real deal. You'd say, "Wow, he's efficient." Mm-hmm. Look at that. Have you ever heard Lamar Jackson be called efficient? Never. Oh no, but because he has that extra skill of rushing for over a thousand yards and is the team's leading rusher at the same time, we're gonna knock him for the passing. Like, get out of here. Figure it out. If you don't like Lamar, look in the mirror. Yeah. It's on you. You don't like yourself. Uh, they're, they're, he, he is primetime viewing. He is the main attraction anytime he takes the field. I mean, him against Mahomes Sunday night, he was the main attraction. He was the main attraction. He is must-see television right now. Lamar Jackson is the real deal, and I think Lamar Jackson is on pace to be in this MVP discussion in 2021. So that first down, the trust that John Harbaugh had in his quarterback, no matter how unconventional Lamar may be, that is the EDS air conditioning moment of the week, the coolest moment of the week. EDS air conditioning, it is hard to stop a train. They're a train comfort specialist. That means they're using the best the best equipment to make sure that you're getting the best service, making sure you have the most dependable air conditioning that's keeping your condo, your apartment, your home cool. EDS Air Conditioning, they've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated, and they are uh, scheduling their appointment windows around you. They are trying to make sure that you're not taken hostage in your hot home. They want to make sure that You are not being inconvenienced. They are doing everything in their power to make sure that they are working around you. That's what sets them apart. It's EDS Air Conditioning. Go to edsairconditioning.com or call them at 561-316-8799. That's 561-316-8799. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. And the number one more time, 561-316-8799. Time now to hang out with our friend like we do every single Tuesday. He's the smartest guy on the show on a weekly basis. He is by Pat far. Lawler. By far. Like, it's not even close. I, I shouldn't even. He goes unsaid. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's our sports law and our a sports agent insider here on Ken LeVick Alive. And if you have a personal injury matter, make sure to hit him up for a free consultation. Wanttolawyerup.com. Uh, Pat, uh, good 
afternoon to you. Good to chat with you as always. And we started the show. I'll put you on the spot real quick here. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes, we talked a lot about them in the opening half hour, what the expectations should be for them. I think their national championship days are done. I'm good with them just beating some top 25 teams every couple of years, maybe once or twice, getting into an ACC title game. But Canes fans are making themselves miserable thinking they're still a national championship contender. You're around that university, have been at times. Uh, you've represented some of their players, and you're just acutely aware of what happens in Coral Gables. Uh, are, are they done with competing for national championships? In the immediate future, I would say yes. I mean, the problem is is they're recruiting high-end players. I mean, you look at some of the four- or five-star guys they have down there and they've been getting, and it would look as if they could compete with the other teams, but you're just not getting it done. And uh, you can look at all different areas. Uh, the swag is just not there the way it used to be. Yeah, yeah, without question. And I think that's by design from Miami after they wanted to clean up the image. But you got you leave something on the table when you do that. And there just needs to be a recalibration of expectations. That's it. It doesn't make you a hater. It just makes you realistic. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, our sports agent insider. He has represented some of the biggest players in the game. He's our sports law insider as well. I want to start talking quarterbacks here, Pat. Justin Field saw his first action for the Bears. We get the news that Andy Dalton is conceivably going to be able to play this weekend for Chicago. Bears fans obviously want to see Fields. Matt Nagy seems to be still married to Dalton. How do you keep your rookie quarterback from getting frustrated if you're his representation, trying to keep him patient? I think you look at the other rookie quarterbacks, to be honest with you, the two other top ones, Lawrence and Wilson, and they're all struggling. Uh, they all struggle. Vance out there in the 49ers, he's not going to see the field for a while. Garafalo is still playing well. I think it's a matter of just understanding it's a learning experience. I mean, he got the money for being picked high, so it's not about the money. It's about playing. And the reality is is that for rookies to prevail in the NFL is very rare, and they're more susceptible to get injured, and then it could affect their entire career. So my thing would be how, the, how my quarterback is handling it. Is he okay with it? Um, is it a situation where they don't think he's ready to go in on a full time to lead them to victories? A lot of things go into effect, but I would just say, hey, listen, you got a long career in the NFL. You're going to make a lot of money. Just relax, learn the system, and you'll get your chance in due time. Uh, let's talk about quarterbacks from a physical standpoint. And we spent a good portion of yesterday talking about how bad the Dolphins' offensive line was. I mean, it's leaky. It's bad. There was a lot of Olane against the Bills on Sunday. You have a young quarterback back there. And obviously, this is Tua-related, and you still don't know what he is. But you're his agent. You want eventually Tua to be in the situation where he can get a long-term deal somewhere, even if it's not with the Dolphins, and he is getting his brains beaten in back there. Jacoby Brissett took a beating. You're the agent of a quarterback who has an offensive line that is terrible in front of him, and that organization has spent years trying to build it up and hasn't been able to get it right. How do you handle that? That's a difficult one because, obviously, I mean, the teams want the line to be good because they have to protect their most valuable asset, the quarterback. And if the, and the offensive line is just not doing well, they're jeopardizing the guy like Tua or other players out there who are quarterbacks who have a very difficult time with their line. It's tough. They're trying and trying. And, and you and I both know you pick a top-level guy as a first-rounder. A lot of times they don't work out. Mm-hmm. You go and find those guys out there who are just grunt guys who just battle day in and day out. It, it's hard to get those guys and keep them healthy. I think O'Kell will agree that. 
Look at the entire season. Now it's a 17 game season. How many different uh, arrangements of linemen you're going to have this year on every team, let alone the Dolphins? Yeah, it's going to be all year long. I mean, the Jets are already going through it. The Ravens are going through it. A lot of teams are going through it. Yeah, it, it really is crazy how you – it's just such hit and miss sometimes, but it's so big. There's so many ramifications for not getting it right at all. Uh, and it's tough, but, man, it's got to be really, really frustrating. I did want to ask you, Pat, and again, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, our sports law insider, sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, you are, are currently – we'll, uh, we'll keep the player and the team uh, unnamed here, but you're currently representing uh, an athlete who – uh, has a situation with an agent. Uh, w- what is happening here? The the agent's trying to recoup some money. How common is this? Uh, it's extremely common, Ken. It, what happens is a, a, an agent signs a player, particularly a rookie, could be a veteran, right? When they're eligible, they go through the training, the draft, either before or after the draft, before they sign with the team. The player's not happy with the agent. They fire him and move on. And uh, based on that, there's uh, allegations that fees and cost expenses are owed so the only option they have is to file a grievance with the nflpa and it's commonplace that grievances are filed all the time and then what happened is the player and agents can't agree as to what the proper amount is for both you have to have a a grievance hearing which i had this morning with a player and uh, i'm representing the player against an agent seeking uh recoupment of his expenses and that's the frustrating thing as an agent you put all these expenses out for a player put all this time in in terms of fees and that and then you don't get any of that via they don't sign the contract so you try and recoup it through uh, a grievance and it can get ugly sometimes you try and work it out but it is a common occurrence uh, as well as the other issue where agents steal other players when it's time for their big time contract that's the probably the most uh prevalent and abused portion of this uh nflpa and the grievance process it's ugly, it's cutthroat, and it's a matter of navigating through that. I want to ask you one more thing, just from a local standpoint. I know that, that you've been working closely with a bunch of uh, current NFL and former college stars out in the Pahokee area over, uh, over the, the, the marina out there. Uh, and that is, uh, that, that, that's hoping to be a popular destination as we try to revamp that, that whole area and that Pahokee downtown. And uh, how, how has that been going? Uh, and if you could just remind everybody who's involved in that. Yeah, the players involved active are Pernell McPhee, a native of Pahokee, and Travis Benjamin, who's from uh, Bell Glade, Glade Central, who's out with the 49ers. Then you have Deontay Thompson, a uh, former NFL player in Gator and Glade Central, and Jonathan Mann, a uh, Glade Central star out there. Four young men who, as an agent, you always begged your players to do, to go back to your community mm-hmm. and give back let alone out there in, in the Glades area. And there's a restaurant on the marina, which has been vacant for years. Uh, the, the young men were able to get a sublease with the city. There's been some problems with getting it approved. Uh, we recently had the approval done by the city. And we're very thankful. We are very excited about going forward. These young men are going to build their restaurant. If anybody's ever been out there... I mean, I went out there, Ken, and I don't. You probably never been there, have you? Are you a Coquel? I've been there. I actually went there once a couple of years ago, but obviously, there's not. There was not much there at the time. Uh, it's 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 amazing. There's a marina there, which gets a bad rap because they do have algae. But this restaurant and campground is gorgeous. They built a brand new deck. It's the only restaurant on Lake Okeechobee. On Lake Okeechobee, hmm. the only one. Believe it or not, the other ones are on inlets over on the uh, east side. 
but they're excited. We're going to get it going. It's going to be called the Muck Tavern. It's going to be a tribute to Muck Sports and the Muck community. You're going to have great food, and uh, we're going to have a grand opening. Get all y'all from ESPN out there, and the guys can't be more excited. Excited to work with the city. There's been some hiccups, but we're over that. And it's for the community out there, and they need it, the whole muck community. That's awesome. Thanks for bringing that up, Ken. Yeah. I I, I love that. I mean, we're going to have slips set up for boats to come in, order food. Uh, They're setting up. Jonathan Mann has got a muck uh, hall of fame. He's working with all the uh, people out there, and it's going to be going in this year, the first muck hall of fame. It's amazing. Uh, That is is an area that needs a commitment from everybody. Mm -hmm. And we all see it about the sports. But it, it's an area out there, when you drive out there, it's just desolate till you hit it. And they're hoping, and the people out there really want it, as well as these young men. I give them so much credit uh, for stepping up and doing this. And good things are looking to happen down the road. That is amazing. So Pat Lawler working with uh, some guys who have done good coming out of the muck, coming home and uh, trying to, to do something for the community there uh, at the Marina, the Muck Tavern. That's awesome, Pat. I, I, that is so uplifting. Congratulations on that, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, moves along here in the next couple of months. Pat, awesome stuff as always. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, okay? All right, thanks, guys. Be safe. All right, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation. All your personal injury matters, whether it is an automobile accident, a slip and fall, motorcycle accident, boating accident, Pat and his team over there at Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, they have decades of trial experience. They are looking out for you. Again, like Pat is looking out for Pahokee and looking out for those guys who are trying to do something right by their community, he's looking out for you in your personal injury matter. He is trying to make sure you get the compensation you deserve. Just an all-around trustworthy, good guy. That's why we have him on this show. That's why he is good at what he does. He's Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, the free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com for Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. We'll return, and when we do come back, uh, who had the best bounce back this NFL weekend, and who came hurtling most back to earth. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. Best show in Palm Beach County that you can listen to between noon and one. I mean, really, <laughs> there's no other show between noon and one that I would advise anyone listening to other than Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel on ESPN 106.3. We're through week two of the NFL season. Some teams had some major bounce backs after a disappointing week one. Some teams had absolute face plants after an encouraging week one. Who had the biggest climbs and the biggest falls? Get to it in just a second. But I want to make sure that we all know about Coquel's whereabouts. This weekend or next weekend? It's this weekend, This Kenny. weekend, next weekend, coming weekends? I have no idea. This weekend, Sunday. So some of those guys who had big games last week or even had big games on Sunday come out to the Palm Beach Kennel Club where they have over 500 TVs and the NFL ticket. As these players are having big games, Ken, you know what you can do? What? Invest in their sports cards before they raise the prices. My God. Because PBKC is your entertainment destination with no limit poker, table games, super simulcasts, exceptional dining, and exciting events like the Sports Card and Memorabilia Show this Sunday and the last Sunday of every month. Also, September 23rd, they kick off their comedy tour with the hilarious Nick DiPaolo. He is that, hilarious. That's right. Nick DiPaolo's coming to the paddock. For tickets and info, go to pbkettleclub.com. Come join the endless fun 
at PBKC. I like it. Myself and J-Mart out there Sunday. Come see us. Uh, by the way, the fact that they're able to pull in Nick DiPaolo, like that's that's super legit. I mean, that I, Ken, I'm telling you to go there. Everybody thought because the dogs are gone, like if things were going to be different there. No. TV's everywhere. Sunday NFL ticket. They're getting Nick DiPaolo. There's so many events going on. That card show is now one of, if not the biggest in Florida for a standalone one-day event. I'm talking about the whole upstairs of the second floor, and then they had to open up the downstairs to add more. And it's not just sports cards. There's toys for kids, Pokemon, Marvel stuff. It's all there. And again, food, drinks, and football on your TVs. That is wonderful. So check out Coquel and J-Mart at PBKC on Sunday. I want to go through real quick here, Coquel, uh, the teams that had the biggest bounce back in week two. And I think the three candidates here, the three most prominent candidates here, are the Packers, who got four touchdowns from Aaron Jones last night, and they did what we thought they were going to do, and that was take down the Lions fairly easily with a big second half uh, after that debacle that was 38-3 to against the Saints in Week 1. That uh, throw over the middle by Rodgers late in the game for the touchdown. How magical oh was that? God. Like That's vintage Aaron. He was, but ta- I'm sure Jermi- he was tanking Week 1. I'm sure Jermichael Finley is going to be on uh, Get Up tomorrow trying to say how Aaron Rodgers uh, is not a leader or something grifter uh the bills the bills after losing at home to the steelers they come down to south florida and throttled the dolphins 35 to nothing josh allen by the way uh his last six games against the Finns, he is on a better run right now i think against the dolphins than tom brady ever was at least the dolphins occasionally picked off brady not like picked off as an interception but like picked him off picked up a win against him uh here in south florida occasionally the Dolphins, no matter what they do, cannot figure out Josh Allen. And that's before Josh Allen even became really good, which is concerning. And then, Can they get rid of that Zach Moss guy? Can I say this again? The guy's a jerk. He needs to be out of the league. Uh, Devin Singletary got a decent amount of work. Though. Yeah, but then they get down to the one, and in comes Zach Moss again, and I have Singletary on my fantasy team. So now I just don't like the person who's in my way. He got, Zach Moss, get out. He got the he got the touchdown. Motor got his touchdown. Moss got another one, though, later in the game that could have been Motors. It should have been Motors. I agree. Zach Moss cut him. Uh, and then the Ravens. The the Ravens with a nice bounce back, and they should have won in Vegas. Uh, you. But, you and what? the pundits. It's not a bounce back. Oh, Lamar it showed up this week. It was a bounce back. Lamar showed up last week. He let him through a no, score not, that put him up three I'm not, for 27 seconds left. I'm not saying the Ravens didn't show up. What I'm saying is that that's a tough loss to get over potentially. And what they did is they came home and they beat the Chiefs. You have the Raiders who are 2-0. and You lose them on the road. Then you have the Chiefs, the defending AFC champions, and you come up with a win in that spot to salvage this opening couple of weeks of the season. It's excellent. Don't come at me with your rationalizations and facts. <laughs> uh, and then there are the teams. So of those three, Packers, Bills, Ravens, who do you think had the biggest bounce back for me? I think it's the Packers because people are salivating at the thought of an Aaron Rodgers failure. Yeah, and he just laughed in all their faces. Mm-hmm. He looked completely like he had full control of that game, even in the beginning. Yeah. I was watching the Manning Brothers broadcast, and they pointed it out. like They're not stopping Aaron Rodgers from doing anything. He's taking what they give him until they stop doing it. Yeah. They sat in the, the line, sat in that too high shell and said, don't get greedy. Try to stay underneath all game. Rogers said, sure. And he's Until they had to not, and then he just took over. And he's doing it with that man bun. Much respect. And then there's the teams that had the biggest collapses from week one mm. to week two. Uh, let's start with the Dolphins. They win in New England. They don't play particularly well, but they find a way to win. They get a late turnover. Xavier Howard forcing the fumble. 
And then I don't know what that was Sunday, but like I said yesterday, it wasn't the fact that they lost 35 nothing. It's the fact that in the first half they had every opportunity to get back into it and kept fumbling, dropping passes, completely annihilating themselves. That was the apex of frustration. That was a bad, bad loss for that reason. Then there's Seattle. The Seahawks losing at home to Tennessee in overtime, a game they could have put away several different occasions. They had a good lead at halftime, and then they got Derrick Henry. They could not figure it out. Jamal Adams continues to make critical mistakes on the back end and commit terrible penalties. He's a wreck. Jamal Adams is an absolute wreck. Yeah, That was a bad loss for Seattle. He's a bit of a head case, and I liked him. He tweeted a picture of my son once, and I was very on the Jamal Adams train, but He's, I'm, I'm glad the Jets kind of got... They fleece Seattle getting two first-round yeah. picks for him. He's a headache. He's, he's a legitimate yeah, massive he, headache. He doesn't stop talking. Uh-uh. Like, it's one thing to talk on the field and more for that. Pick your spots, dude. Just not to the media every yeah. minute. Not to social uh-huh. media every minute. And then our final team, our final nominee for the biggest collapse... New Orleans oh, and Jameis. J-Bo. Jameis is incredible against the Packers. They looked unbeatable. And then, I don't know what that was against Carolina, but that was not competitive football. Like that, that was the biggest quit job of the week. My Panthers look good. Your Panthers? When did they become your Panthers? Uh, when they stole Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. Now they're my Panthers. Uh, real quick, we can do without the animatronic Panther that they have can you before see, the game I, Someone there told me Carolina. you can see that when you're in the stadium. Really? It makes sense to me. I thought it was if, just on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. If somehow you can actually see that, which I doesn't, my friends are my group text. My friends are dope zone. So have done a lot of drugs in the past, so maybe that's why they I think, think I that. see a Panther. Yeah, they, <laughs> they see Panthers when they're driving down uh, d- 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 down 95. Yeah, so maybe that's it. But like, if that somehow is shown like where you can see it when you're there, that's different. But that thing is not impressive. No, I want nothing. Well, it's too impressive. Like It's like pee my pants impressive. I don't want that when I go to a football game. Yeah, but it's also why isn't it eating people? If you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> do it right. Make make carnage happen. Exactly. Like the people actually have to die, like yeah. in the movies. No, for entertainment, gladiators. <laughs> I mean, they're they're making everybody else die on the field. The 22 <laughs> in the middle, they make bash their heads no, into each no, other. No, you're no, fine. No, fine. Then they just concuss the fans. No, the Panther just can't taunt anyone after he eats them. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the Saints had the biggest collapse after Week One because that was like they didn't yeah. show up. It's like they rested on their laurels, said, hey, we're good. We beat the Packers. And then that was like, you shouldn't be getting destroyed by Sam Darnold. No one should ever be getting destroyed by Sam Darnold. Oh, Johnny Quest. The only person destroying Sam Darnold should be Adam Gase. Was that yeah. a good joke? No, it was good. It's true. Oh, it kind of hurt a little bit too soon. Uh, <laughs> that one hurt my heart. Uh, the 8th Annual Great Chefs Tailgate presented by Boca Raton Innovation Campus and CP Group. Heats up. Wednesday, October 6th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Dozens of local chefs, breweries, and cocktail masters are going to be serving their favorite tailgate classics. Wear your college team's colors and mingle with other college football fans, community members, and your favorite ESPN West Palm personalities like O'Kell. Tickets to the 2021 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl Great Chefs Tailgate Showcase presented by Brick and CP Group are on sale now. $40 in advance and $50 at the door includes all food samplings, entertainment, beer, wine, cocktails, and soft drinks. Visit spiritofgivingnetwork.org or call 561-385-0144 to purchase your tickets today. That great chef's tailgate for the Boca Raton Bowl is awesome. If you love to eat, go. If you love to drink, go. If you love to hang out, go. There's no downside to it, literally. Unfortunately, a downside for you. We're done. Sorry. Before we go, what? Who had the best fantasy week of the week? Our weekend Warriors winner this past week is the man who took Derrick Henry of the Titans, a 47.7 in fantasy scoring, Joe in Jupiter. 
is our winner of Weekend Warriors presented by Brown Distributing and Bud Light. He will get a $100 gift card to the Snuggery in Palm Beach Gardens. Congratulations, Joe. Oh, I thought it was the Smuggery. Snuggery? The Snuggery, not the Smuggery. Oh, you I have thought Mac, Mac Jones, Jones owned it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to make a Mac Jones joke. It's the only reason why I wanted to do that. I don't care about Joe winning. I just wanted to make my joke. And Mac Jones' nickname is? Smug Face. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We'll be back tomorrow. LeVica we'll be live face. on ESPN 106.3. Coquel Face. Bad Face. Suck Face.